introduced this in the world of marketing in the manner that it's not even available till date while you know competition has caught up and everybody has created some or the other variant of it but we actually created the first orchestration engine which was DIY completely UI based uh, for for these uh, for these marketing teams to be able to build very sophisticated engagement workflows for their users automated fully automated so once you've built a flow if you set up a user you know let's say let's say you say if a user hasn't bought in the last 3 months now this competition is fully automated in webinars hi welcome to forbes india's the daily tech conversation where we bring you insights from tech entrepreneurs cxos and investors from around the world whose work has a bearing on india i'm hariyarakli and in this episode avlesh singh co-founder and ceo of webengage talks about building a profitable 20 million dollar arr saas company which he expects will grow 100% this fiscal year as well after 2021-22 in the competitive space of customer engagement and retention he also talks about the big changes in the world of marketing and ads that will push the idea of first party data marketing to the top of the cmo's agenda and how that presents a large opportunity for companies like webengage Avlesh, welcome to this podcast. Uh, thank you so much for making time for us. Uh, for the general uh, listener, uh, give us a quick snapshot of your path to the beginnings of WebEngage. Uh, I know you uh, have an engineering degree in mining. Uh, so, so, so from there to a SaaS entrepreneur, you could give us a snapshot and then uh, we'll go from there. Sure. Uh, first of all, thank you, uh, Hari, for doing this and thanks for having me here. Excited to do this. a uh, little correction there so yes the degree is in um, in a in a very uh, obscure discipline um, called uh, mineral engineering so it's not okay, mining okay, okay, uh, okay. but yeah it's uh, you know it's a, a, a just a, just the step after mining um, uh, in in universities abroad that's largely called materials engineering mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's uh, it kind of sits between materials and metallurgy and all of that right so anyway not the day for that conversation some other day but uh, but yeah it's been a it's been a long ride um, um i'm not sure um, how many uh, listeners would be aware but um, my my route into the startup world goes before um, roots into the world of startups goes goes way before web engage in fact uh, i passed uh, my uh, university degree uh, you know i got it in 2005 and uh, except for a small stint at uh, hcl uh, the hcl technology software company uh, which was very small uh, i have only worked at startups ever since uh, when startups was not even cool mm. uh, so there was a you know we are talking about 2005 2006 period uh, and then you know there used to be an it del incubated startup uh, called on your move um, okay we were building google maps way ahead of google maps for india um mm. but then you know by the time we had the product ready google decided to launch in india uh, so that uh, that wound up but anyway great experience nonetheless a couple of it delhi folks um it delhi had an incubation center they still have it uh, mm. but this was my first very sort of uh, startup stint at that time and then eventually i moved to mumbai uh, where i um, i started working for uh, i was a very first engineer at this the startup called burp.com b u w r p oh uh this is before zomato happened to all of us yeah right? yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, was a great stint uh, that too uh, for about 4 4 and 1/2 years uh, until the company got acquired um, by infomedia 
the publishing company. Mm. And then, uh, you know, we went on to uh, build Ask Me, uh, which was a fairly ambitious, uh, you know, local search product at that time. Right. And um, eventually decided to move on. And uh, my other co-founder, um, uh, his name is Ankit. Uh, both right. of us, we go back to our birth days. And uh, post birth, uh, and asked me and, you know, InfoMedia and uh, uh, completing all that uh, stint, we decided to sort of take the plunge. And that's how WebEngage came about. Um, mm. We started in 2011. So, you know, more than 10 years now, we are actually uh, about to get 11 now. Uh, right. So yes, you know, been a, been a, been a very long ride. Um, the product uh, that, you know, we'll, we'll touch upon today or talk about um, is essentially a result of a pivot uh, on what we originally started with. Yeah. And uh, that product was launched about six years ago. Um, so most of our commercial success um, is, is basically last six years. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, mm-hmm. You know, even though the company has been there for much longer. Yeah, just briefly for those uh, who might be curious about this, uh, what was the original idea that you later on stopped and then pivoted? So, um, so Hari, it was actually very simple. What we started off with was, um, so you know, if you if you come across marketing people in um, in companies, um, companies. When I say companies, I essentially mean consumer tech companies, right? The the, the likes of Enola. The, the likes of a Paytm, Flipkart, you know, the, the, and, and, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, consumer tech companies. So in these companies, Hari, um, marketing teams, they essentially operate on many things, uh, right? So uh, a large chunk of that uh, focus goes in customer acquisition, uh, a lot of customer experience marketing, customer retention marketing, etc. In all of this, what we thought was a great problem to solve for is that marketing has almost zero access to their own website and their own app, right? Which is largely controlled by product and tech teams. Mm-hmm. Now, if marketing promotions, marketing campaigns are are almost always outside of your core application, whether it's your website or, or your applica- mobile application, it's always outside of it, right? So you, you run your marketing campaigns on Google, you run affiliate marketing, you go to IPL and sponsor, you know, put your billboards all over the city, you know, many, many, many formats in all of this, right? Uh, but almost all of this marketing happens in the form of marketing outside of your actual core product. Mm. Whatever happens in the core product, which is, again, as I, as I said, mobile application or your website or, or any other touch point that you have, is owned, that experience is owned by product teams. What we, what we thought was an interesting idea was to provide interventions to marketing to have a small say on these channels. To, to simplify, oversimplify all of this, what we built was an, a nudging tool for marketing for your websites. So if somebody lands on your website with certain bit of criterion, targeting criterion, you know, people who have people who have spent enough number of minutes on certain pages, people who have looked at certain products, let's say added a product to the cart, but are not buying in that moment or abandoning your website. Mm. With these as the trigger points, you can actually throw a pop-up. Right. All, all, all customized to and tailor-made to your own design needs. Um, you know, the targeting being very one-on-one, uh, the personalization being also one-on-one, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, right. And what you get in that pop-up is the ability to do two things. One, throw in a message 
with a call to action or mm-hmm. or throw in a message seeking more inputs from the user so mm-hmm. for example if somebody has added a product to the cart and the you know the the cart value is let's say 10000 rupees or more with that as the targeting criteria if this guy is leaving your website or not buying within a certain amount of time you throw a pop up mm-hmm. on the website while the user is already there and and that pop up says that hey you know um, on this product that you're buying because it's high value we have a we have a coupon code which will give you additional 5% off right valid for another 30 seconds or so right mm. uh and and then the other other dimension to this was um hey uh, you know uh, if you need further help let us know your uh, uh, contact details and somebody will assist you in in your buying decision mm. so you you end up asking for a name email phone number etc mm. so the these two were sort of the uh, product dimensions in which we were going and you know almost all of it uh, relied on customers very having a very quick integration with their websites and being able to create these nudges and interventions and show them onto their websites or 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 our apps just at the right time mm-hmm. uh, to the right user right uh, leading to more conversions etc that's how we started a uh, very simple product and um, very uh, long tail smb uh, gtm also so our average ticket size is right at that time uh, used to be $3000 annually right. uh, for that product so very very smb tool in that sense and uh, we got good traction uh, we we built to a decent size uh, raised a little bit of capital uh, and then uh, finally the itch to make more money from the same customer hurry uh, led us to the pivot uh, okay. because we wanted to go deeper into the customer wallet solve solve other parts of the problem for which they were willing to pay a lot more or or maybe you know using were using other tools building things in house we tried to sort of expand the scope of the product uh, to become what we have become today and uh, mm. you know this happened in uh, 2016 july of 2016 mm. yeah so give us a sense of uh, what webbingage is today are you more like a platform that your customers uh, use and you're transitioning now towards uh, larger and larger companies and indeed you already have some big customers as well so maybe you could give us a sense of what webbingage is today right sure yes uh, so a lot of what you said is uh, is true to put this in perspective what we do now so if you remember the problem statement i was just describing we were in the moment conversion tool right in our in our first avatar right. if a if a user comes to your website spends enough time uh, is showing intent by browsing the products by adding to cart by sharing adding to wish list etc right all these are intents if a user is expressing intent then you sort of then you hunker down and then you you know uh, use nudges as an intervention mechanism to get some of these high intent users towards the buying funnel mm. right that's that's what we were doing but all of this was with users who were there on your website or app at at that moment what we do now hurry and and a large chunk of what we do now is about bringing users back to your apps, website and app okay which which is a much bigger problem in the broader marketing context mm. uh, right while in the moment conversions are important and and we we aid them in doing some of that in our earlier avatar view avatar too but but what marketers are willing to put a lot of premium on is actually getting users to their to their websites and apps because okay. turns out that's the biggest part of the retention puzzle mm. users will buy once will download your app once will never come back again right um, or 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 maybe never buy again maybe they come back but never buy again right so there are all these different personas that that marketing teams try to do more more um, precise targeting more more accurate definition or segmentation as we call in our terminology and be able to convert more and more of these users Okay. now mm-hmm. that's a much more complex product now uh because it now just 
uh, it's not just about uh, you know in the moment conversions it's it's a lot about data before decisioning what do you do how do you decide at a mass scale right which customer segments to focus first on which customer segments are most likely to convert which customer segments are most likely to churn all of mm-hmm. this is a lot of uh, is a lot of heavy data analysis before you convert those into actions right so we a large chunk of what we are today is a data company and then the second part to that is conversions uh, which in our earlier avatar were in the moment conversions when somebody lands on your website or app at that moment only now what we are doing is bring we, we have about 12 to 13 channels which aid in converting users who are off your website or app so mm-hmm. you know email marketing for example uh, email as a channel sms as a channel whatsapp facebook uh you know your 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 own uh, inline channels so we are we are basically trying to encompass all of this mm-hmm. uh into a single platform <clears throat> and offer like a full stack what we call as retention operating system to our customers all right uh, give us a, a simple snapshot of webengage today in terms of the number of end user consumers you know touched by your technology every day number yeah. of messages i, I would imagine <coughs> there would be tens of billions of messages oh uh, yes total number of customers funding you know top investors so on sure sure uh, i'll 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 uh, highlight what is available in the public domain um so uh, we have we have more than uh, 600 customers hari now mm. um 60% of those are in india uh, the remainder are from other markets um we have significant presence in middle east uh, growing presence in europe south east asia etc uh so we have uh, we have customers uh, from all over the place uh some very large customers like uh, unilever or an adani group or an extra stores in saudi arabia uh, ikea in saudi arabia uh so we have a you know we have we have a great roster uh, of customers both on the large uh, enterprise segment some of these names that i took and then you know uh, in the in the more consumer tech space uh, so all 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 these amazing companies that you keep hearing about uh, whether mm. it's grow uh, whether it's mintra an academy uh, you know now by juice to uh, or some, you know these are these are web engaged customers and mm-hmm. um, we do phenomenal work across uh, the spectrum of e-commerce travel uh, edtech fintech uh, you know some bits of work in gaming too uh, and and a large chunk of uh, financial services also right core financial services so yes a uh, very very wide spectrum uh, that we cover now to your question uh, in terms of you know touch points etc so th- these are 600 customers right uh, that use web engage right. these 600 customers collectively through web engage uh, track more than 400 million users okay. uh, on their websites and mobile apps via web engage mm-hmm. um and the engagement with these with these users goes into the tune of so last month we did uh, a volume of i think 32 billion more than 32 billion messages were sent out via web engage uh, in in the previous month Mm-hmm. right so, uh, so so you know we are sending more than a billion a day now uh, mm-hmm. and that's that's the kind of scale at at which you're operating these messages uh, as i as i mentioned earlier they um they range from uh, multi- they they go across multiple channels so push notifications on your on your phone uh, that you receive you know in in most cases they'll be powered by web engage uh, or push on the browser that you receive emails sms whatsapp etc right so all mm. all these channels uh, put together we we do that kind of volume just uh, uh, in terms of uh, absolute revenue numbers uh, we recently uh, crossed uh, more than uh, 20 million dollars of arr um, we're growing 100% year on year and mm. uh, to to fuel some of this growth is uh, you know how we recently concluded our uh, our, our series b fundraise uh, um, we raised about 20 million dollars in cap 
Right. Yeah, and and as I understand, you've been profitable for some years now. <laughs> we had no choice. Uh, oh. You know, the the company was. Um, we've been very very resilient in our journey, Hari, and oh. uh, you know, um, it was by choice. Uh, we. You know, Ankit and I are very different kind of founders. Um, we want to be very, very confident of what we're doing, uh, yeah. you know, before we go out and raise capital. Uh, we, we treat every single penny with a lot of respect. Uh, it doesn't matter whose capital that is. Uh, and unless we exactly know how to how to make good use of it, uh, you know, we are not the guys who just go out and raise because money is available. Mm. Uh, mm. So that we, we took our sweet time to find our, uh, you know, we, we are in a very competitive landscape, Hari, right? Uh, yeah. So one uh, marketing tech all over the world is very competitive landscape. Our category also is no no exception. Um, in in so you know it becomes a, of paramount importance that we truly understand who is our customer, how we are very heavily differentiated, and how a how big is this segment that we are going after. Right? Um, mm-hmm. Having very clear answers to those, it takes time. You you cannot fast track that with capital. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so we 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 took our sweet time. As I said, we launched this stack in two thousand sixteen. Um, I think until 2020, so four years, four, four and a half years, we just actually sort of bootstrapped the business with zero capital right. and uh, built it to a size and scale where we thought that now is the time we should, we should bring venture capital in. Um, mm-hmm. 2020 Jan uh, is when we did our Series A, like okay. you know, the, the, the Series A. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we spent the next two years, uh, COVID happened. So some of our plans also got derailed. Uh, but then, you know, uh, we thought it was now great time and scale for us to go raise more capital. So yes, you know, having, having zero capital to work with forces you into becoming, you know, great about everything else, right. As a company. Um, okay. so, so yeah, you know, um, unit economics, profitability, those things, um, we had absolutely no choice. They, they just fell in place. All right. Yeah. I mean. I guess clearly there is a correlation between uh, having less money or not having VC money at all and uh, trying to be profitable. I mean, uh, that's right. Uh, re- recent Kano conversation with Rajesh at Net- Netcore Cloud comes to my mind, and I think uh, <laughs> you're kind of in the similar space. And right, right. Uh, uh, yeah. Again, I, I generally tend to focus on asking entrepreneurs about uh, the innovations uh, that they're proud of uh, on mm. this podcast. That's kind of at the heart yeah. of this podcast. But sure. for people who are, you know. Curious about these things? Would you want to say what your company was valued at after the funding? Uh, we keep that number private, uh, Hari, so won't be able to disclose it. But yeah, in, in, in the hundreds of millions of dollars range for sure, but right. uh, can't disclose the number. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm gonna given that you're mm. profitable, uh, and I'm imagining that you're profitable mm. at a net level, so that would probably mean that uh, you're a hop, mm. skip, and jump away from becoming a unicorn. Maybe another two funding rounds, and you're there. Another two funding rounds, of course, there. Uh, hmm. Maybe yeah, in the you know, next round. No, uh, you know, too early for me to comment on all of that, and I'll I'll, I'll keep those uh, conversations private. But uh, but I think I, I I think that's not the status with which we're working towards, Hari. To be very honest, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and I know uh, you know I get this asked a lot. Uh, peers are raising more capital. Folks are getting unicorn status. Does it not create FOMO, etc. Right? I I get that. I get that a lot. Uh, an honest answer to that hurry is actually no. Uh, we we never, I mean, when we never had the money or or investor attention, we didn't care then because nobody else cared anyway. Mm-hmm. But now, even when we do have some investor attention and and the the world wants to know more about us, we still not we we still not driven by that desire or urge. The idea is to build a very solid, uh, lasting company, and mm-hmm. and and the ingredients for for those are very different than raising capital hurry. 
Raising mm. the next round of capital is not a milestone in our journey. We don't even discuss this in our board meetings. Never. Mm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Fair enough. Uh, uh, yeah. So, so let's let's talk about uh, this uh, about your products and technology and innovation. Uh, give us a sense of uh, what's been happening at WebEngage over the last twelve to six months, both yeah. in terms of your product slash platform and tech stack and your uh, business op- aspirations. And yeah. uh, uh, the reason I ask is maybe then you can. tie it into the uh, idea of what the next phase of web engage might look like where you want to go and so on so sure. so sure. um let me start by saying you know because you asked that earlier question uh, i know this is supposed to be a tech talk so let me let me give you some uh, let me give you some tech insights nonetheless yes um to begin with uh, so we were the first stack in our category which which built a product called journey designer You should take a look at this. Uh, you know, after the call, I'll send you a link. Uh, Hari, uh, should should take a look. It's a quick video that you should uh, take a look at it, and then set the context. What what Journey Designer is is a tool in the hands of marketing where they build orchestration workflows. Hmm. So, for example, think of a workflow where you're designing. You have an app, and there are users who are uh, coming to your app. Uh, you know, a lot of them are either inactive. they don't stay active you know they use it for a day or two and then you know they go inactive and never try never use it again uh, or or you know they uninstall after the next 15 days you have a lot of these insights from data right so with with webengage you will get these kind of insights now what webengage lets marketers do who use the product is to convert these into what we call as journeys journeys okay. is a orchestration engine it's like a workflow you have seen you have seen those workflow charts right uh, the process automation workflow charts Hmm. if this happens do this else do this you know if if this outcome comes about wait for another two days see what the user does if if the user does this then do this else do that etc etc right hmm. uh, this is pretty common in the workflow products uh, all all process flow automation products this has always been around from a process standpoint so for example if you have a if you have a billing slash invoicing process there will be a slab build there will be a flow for automation that your billing or procurement or finance teams would sort of deploy on these products yeah we introduce this in the world of marketing mm. in the manner that it's not even available till date while you know competition is caught up and everybody has created some or the other variant of it mm. but we actually created the first orchestration engine which was diy completely ui based uh, for for these uh, for these marketing teams to be able to build very sophisticated engagement workflows for their users automated fully automated so once mm-hmm. you built a flow if you said if a user you know let's say let's say you say if a user hasn't bought in the last 3 months now this competition is fully automated in webengage right mm-hmm. so if you bought a product 3 months ago hari this journey will automatically trigger for you today mm-hmm. because today you complete that 3 month and you haven't had a transaction since mm-hmm. uh if if you are a buyer who keeps buying every you know like every every month or every 45 days or so this journey will never trigger for you mm. right so again i'm just giving you very simple examples this the offshoots are many but we actually gave this power to marketers via via a diy journey builder you could build these workflows by yourself like you know on a canvas drag and drop mm. and and run this at scale right uh, in a fully automated fashion so those mm. you know we were the first ones to do this in our category and uh, still very highly differentiated uh, customers absolutely love it and uh, you know this that's that's been sort of our mainstay to build everything around uh, because that's our sort of you know bread and butter mm-hmm. now uh, you know zooming into uh, your subsequent set of questions um, 
one of the one of the most significant changes in our journey that has happened in the last two years, some bit of acceleration because of COVID too, um, mm. has been a lot of increase in our enterprise adoption. Okay. All right. So we have we have largely been in in for most of our journey, we have largely been a mid-market sort of product, consumer tech. Right. In, in our first avatar, right? Before the pivot, we were purely SMB. Uh, then, you know, when we pivoted and created the product, our, our target segment was mostly mid-market customers uh, and consumer mm-hmm. tech, that too, um, uh, you know, that combination. Now, what's happened in the last two years is we've been pulled upwards. I don't think we have any, we have done anything ourselves, to be honest. Uh, we got pulled and it's only that now we see the signals we are trying to do a lot of things. But we have been pulled into the enterprise world by the likes of the, the Unilevers and the Adanis and the Akasa Airlines and so on and so forth, right? And and that journey is a very different sort of um, you know in our in our in our entire lifetime what we're experiencing now is very different uh, you know that the the level of enterprise adoption we are getting and the kind of problems we are solving there are very very different right in that mm. world mm. that will shape up as we go along but uh, what you will see you know this company three years down the line hurry will be will be a very solid enterprise you know junior enterprise enterprise focused company right. and 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 that's 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 where the evolution is happening the fun fact of having had these hundreds of customers uh, mid market customers right uh, and servicing them over the years the entire product is is just built on one thesis mm. ease of use and easy, usability right? enterprise customers while there are the enterprise products available there are these large marketing clouds that they end up using for whatever reason they end up using Mm. The agility with which they could use WebEngage is not something that they've ever experienced in their lifetime. Okay. It's a very different world for the enterprises, right? That's that's our that's our story going forward, Hari. Uh, and a lot of that uh, work is happening as we speak. Um, some of the capital that we've been um, that we've raised recently will be put to some good use in in, in those go to markets uh, and you know uh, building product and tech scale, etc. But uh, but yeah, you know, uh, talking about where the future is, uh, this is where we're headed. And, and do you see yourself continuing to grow at this hundred percent, you know, two x time kind of uh, pace yeah. and hitting a uh, hundred million dollars in the next two three years? We did that in the last year. Uh, grew hundred mm. um, percent. We are on track to again do it this year. Not going to be easy, but uh, we are on track to make it happen. Um, mm. Let's see if we can sustain that. What I can tell you for sure is that this year we are. Our internal goals are much more bigger, uh, mm. and we are trying very hard to actually make it happen. So fingers crossed. We'll we'll speak again uh, once the year ends, which is March for us. Uh, mm. Hopefully, we'll get there. Uh, subsequent years, ka hari, uh, too early for me to comment. We'll try. Of course, we'll try. And, and today, how many uh, web engage colleagues do you have? Team members. Uh, yes. We just inching closer to three hundred. I think we've crossed three hundred now. Um, in India, the teams are based in Mumbai, which is the headquarter. Um, we also have very large teams in Bangalore and uh, uh, Delhi, mm-hmm. and uh, we have a small team in um, um, in Dubai uh, and Brazil. And we are in the process of setting up in uh, Indonesia as we speak. All right, uh, there's a lot uh, that's changing in your world right now, right? From government regulation to new yeah. technologies. I mean, everything from GDPR to uh, you know, over the last 18 odd months, Apple taking a very strong stance on uh, what originally was uh, marketed as a uh, user privacy kind of uh, technology right. and solution. And now it's emerging that uh, it is also helping them 
to increase their own ad business. Uh, yeah. Financial Times reported they're doubling their ad business team and so on. Uh, yeah. So I sort of just want you to give us from your vantage point, what does the big picture look like? And uh, from these kinds of changes, what are some of the opportunities for companies like WebEngage? I'm glad you asked. Um, okay. So as you mentioned, a lot of changes happening in that world. Um, and, uh, you know, people see a cookie-less world in a couple of years uh, from mm. now. And uh, it's bound to happen. Uh, Google, Facebook, it's in their interest to delay it as much as they want. Uh, and they will. But eventually, everybody's going to fall in line anyway. Mm. Now, now to put all of this in perspective, uh, Hari, this is very exciting for companies in our space, including us. Mm. The reason why that is, is today, right, uh, if you look at any CMO, 80% of their marketing budget will go into Google and Facebook. Right. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's almost like the same for everybody. Mm. Right? The numbers might vary a few percentages here and there, but that's what they do today. Yeah. The ROI on, on this, in markets like India now, it does not even exist. They just keep doing it because they have to keep doing it. That's all they know. Mm. That's all they've done in the past. Right? Now, in this world where, what do they do there, right? It's, it's what, all these Facebook and Google business, it thrives on this business of retargeting. Mm. What it does is, because they can track you as a user mm. across multiple sites and apps as the same, mm. they offer these retargeted, retargeting campaigns and retargeting capabilities to publishers and advertisers. Mm. Right? What that means is that if you go to Mintra and uh, you go to Amazon, Mintra can actually show you ad while you're on Amazon mm. or Mintra can target you on other publishers knowing that you were on Amazon. Mm. While a Google will never say this to you or a Facebook will never say this to you. But then uh, this is how the retargeting world works. Right. And, and a lot of this thrives on this ability to do um, tracking across multiple sites and apps. Mm. The changes that everybody is introducing, whether it's Apple or, or, any, or others who are Google is, Google is making a foray into this too. Everybody is trying to sort of get to a point where they can no longer do this. Mm. Right. Now, what does that mean for the CMO? When you can no longer retarget, then the core value on which you were spending on this platform goes away. Mm. Now, here is, here is the core premise of tools like WebEngage. We are a first-party data platform. We are not in the third-party tracking business. Mm. So we, if, if you're a user, if Mintra is my customer, and uh, you know, uh, let's say a first cry is my customer, I am not, I am not tracking you on Mintra and first cry as one. Mm. You're two different users for me. That's the core premise on which WebEngage is built. Mintra okay. gets to see its users. First Cry gets to see its users. You may be on both these places right. because you're users of both these platforms, but you're two users. There's no, there's no unification of you as, as, as a hurry. Mm. That's not the business we are in. Mm. That's the business uh, the Facebooks and Googles of the world have been. Right. And that's what they've been paid for. Now, our, our core value pr proposition to the CMO has always been if a, a, a user has downloaded your app, visited your website, I mean, you don't know the user yet, but the user now technically belongs to you. There is no, mm. there is no reason why you have to go back and, and, and pay, you know, go back to a Google or a Facebook and pay them money to get the same user back. Right. You, I mean, this is your user in that sense. Mm. First party data marketing is where it will all converge to. What we are actually doing today will explode manifold in the in the next couple of years. Mm. Because this will become common wisdom. Today it's not. 
Right. And 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 that's where a lot of CMO attention is going to go. Uh, they'll take this a lot more seriously uh, compared to what they do today. And then you know the the silos of data that they've created within companies, they will all start becoming simpler, simpler with tools like us, with marketing mm-hmm. having a very clear picture of what really to do as one single platform. So mm-hmm. so the future in that sense, Hari, is very very bright for us and you know people people in the similar spaces. All right. So, so in that backdrop, in that context, uh, one sort of standard question as we begin to wrap up uh, over the next twelve to eighteen months, uh, for you, what are your top priorities at WebEngage? Couple of things. Um, um, we are doing uh, we are doing multiple forays in, into different uh, into different things. But um, I, as I mentioned, uh, because enterprise adoption is increasing, mm. uh, right? So there is a whole bunch of things that we are trying to solve there. Some mm. some there some are in the product. Some are just you know in 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 adjacencies. Um, so for example, you know security and compliance becomes like a very key criteria when mm. when you have to uh, get enterprises to sort of use you, right? Mm. Uh, we are ISO certified. Um, we are GDPR compliant. We have done many of those, and and now there is there is more and more of those we are taking up. Um, right. to to adhere to separate set of compliances that my financial services customers would need that my fmcg customers would need that my customers in europe would need uh, customers in saudi would need etc etc right um so all of these are very different uh, kind of go to motions uh, all linked to what we call as enterprise growth right growing enterprise adoption uh, so some of these are work happening in that space uh, some of it is in product too uh, outside of that you know uh, growth in multiple geographies uh, is 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 uh, one of the top priorities for us um indonesia we are getting started and mm-hmm. uh, trying to grow that pie we have a few customers there already and uh, we're finding more partners uh, we're setting up local teams um, trying to you know trying to get more adoption uh, in the region um similar for mina while we are already there as a team but we'll grow the footprint uh, so far a lot of our focus was on dubai uh mm. which continues to be a very key uh, uae right uh, very key mm. market uh but then there are very large pockets outside of uae which are very significantly growing for us uh, you know be it egypt be it saudi arabia be it qatar right so we are focusing a lot on on these markets growing mm. uh and then you know parallel spaces in europe right so a lot of geographic expansion um is 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 going to happen you will see some of that in the next 12 to 18 months um outside of that uh, some some small baby steps in um in in many other directions uh, including uh, you know um playing with uh, playing nice with uh, a lot of ecosystems like uh, magento shopify and then there are a few others uh, right mm. in our ecosystem uh, so we're trying to sort of um, become a become a you know uh, a stack that plays very nice with all these uh, platforms uh, which are slightly adjacent to us but you know um, uh, customers use us in conjunction we are we are mm-hmm. identifying some of these and uh, you know uh, accelerating the gdp for some of these too okay uh, wonderful alishmi for me a very nice first update on your company uh, thank you so much again for making time for this and definitely hope to keep the conversation going my pleasure hari and absolutely we'll keep in touch and uh, we'll keep you posted on our progress too but thanks for taking time to do this thank you so much that's it for this conversation You can find all our podcasts at forbesindia.com and on your favorite podcast apps. I'm Hari Arakali. Thank you for listening.